Good morning and welcome to All Things Jessamine. We are glad to have you here on this Saturday morning as we remember a fellow who a number of people in this community will remember if they attended Jessamine County High School. Today we're going to be talking about Zeb Blankenship and his family, uh, affectionately known as Mr. B to a lot of people who went to Jessamine County High. I have with me today two of his children, and uh, the two girls, as a matter of fact, are here. Kathy and Barbara, good morning and welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to have you guys here and appreciate you coming in to talk about your dad and your mom and the whole family. And, And one of the easy subjects that a lot of people talk about is their parents, but it's also one of the hardest because, uh, you know, it brings up a lot of memories, but that's what we want to do. We have found that this program now has turned into not only a program of memories, but for those people new to our community, it's an education program, too. They learn about people that used to be and people that helped to form where we are today. And, of course, anybody in the education system in Jessamine County helped to form anybody that's here today, and your dad was one of those. Now, we're going to start out by talking about Mr. B at the very beginning. Let's talk about where he was born and uh, how he even made it to Jessamine County. Barb? He he was born February 27th, 1927, and he his father was from Tennessee, his mom was from Pike County, uh, Elkhorn City and, as well, and uh, his grandfather, grandparents were um, born and raised there, you know, family traditions, and the roots go deep. His grandfather was a physician there, had graduated from University of Louisville, and uh, as daddy grew up, that was his desire for dad to be, to be a doctor. To be a doctor. Yeah following his footsteps but he he lost his dad to pneumonia at the age of two he and his mom lived with her parents who was this doc deskins as Mm -hmm. he was affectionately known and his mom lillian and his mother's name was beulah and they all lived together there in elkhorn city and he that's where he grew up now i was reading some some family history that your mother left us with in in a history book of Jessamine County, and uh, it was talking about Doc Deskins, you mentioned. Now, this was Pike County, correct, which mm-hmm. there are a lot of Deskins. In mm-hmm. fact, the former clerk up there that I know, my counterpart, was named David Deskins, probably kin to you guys. But I was reading in this that he was a well-known uh, physician up there and supposedly delivered more than 5,000 babies. That's kind of like Dr. Williams was here in Jessamine County. And 27 to one family. My gosh, can you oh. imagine that? Well, there were only three physicians in Pike County at the time, mm-hmm. and that's the largest county in the state. Right. So he was he was raised by uh, grandparents and uncles and people like that. Graduated from Cumberland High School in Elkhorn City. Now, how was he as a student versus athletic ability? I've seen his report cards. Average. <laughs> B.C. Yeah. Yeah. But he was a good athlete. Very good athlete. Good athlete. And excelled in basketball? Shooting right? guard was his spot so he got through high school and tell us uh, the story that you were reflecting on earlier about uh, we were talking about the relation between uh, the high school the military and the university of kentucky let's tie all that together because he was recruited by adolph rupp and then right he was his uh, senior year they were at the state tournament and he was all state mm-hmm. uh, basketball on the basketball team they did it a little differently then they made that all-state team from the teams that participated in the state tournament. Mm-hmm. So Daddy was one of those. And uh, at that point, the uh, World War II was ending, but he was, the military army tried to draft him out of high school. Right out of high school. Had an intestinal hernia, mm-hmm. got a medical waiver, and, and so as Rupp tried to recruit him, 
He said, if you can get that fixed, you can come play for me. And I have the letter mm-hmm. from Adolph Rupp. I've had it framed that says, we would like for you to come visit the University of Kentucky. I'd like for you to come here and play. So his grandfather, being a physician, mm-hmm. fixed the hernia. And he went to UK and played. The next, the end of the winter, come basket in the basketball season, the Army did find out that he had had that medical problem fixed mm-hmm. and drafted him right out of college. But he so, did get to play at college under one UK. Year. One, one year. year. He, missed the, year. he missed the NIT game in New York because that's when he had to go get his physical, The Army, when the Army had found out. So if he had not had the hernia to start with, he would never have played for UK and, and Adolph Rupp. He probably would have gone straight to the military. Possibly. And then they found out it was fixed and they got him anyway. Mm-hmm. So he was there one year. Mm-hmm. And I understand that he played, uh, was that 1945, that uh, he played against Indiana in that series. The 19, he graduated from high school in 45, so he was on that 1945 All-Star team with yeah. Wawa Jones, Ralph Beard, all that group. And they were the first team to beat Indiana All-Stars. Yes. Did Zeb ever talk about what might have been if it hadn't have been for the military? I mean, you think, you just named... Wawa Jones, people like that. Uh, well, that team also in 48 and 49 won the NCAA tournament. So had Daddy been able to finish. He would have been on that team, too. He would have been too. on that team with those. Did he ever talk about that with regrets or Not anything? Often. Really? He, I've heard him say that he he felt like it was a higher calling to serve your country. So to have been able to serve and be in the Army and National Guard, he mm-hmm. came out and he said it as far as lifelong events, it it served him better to be, and it was a it was a status to be revered and, and honored to be a veteran in this country. Wow, that's great. And UK basketball at that time isn't quite like it is today. Is today. <laughs> right. But I mean, you do look back on it, and not anybody can say that. Um, exactly. So. Let me let me interject a story. He told me how he met Rupp first and invited. Rupp had attended that All Star game, mm-hmm. and. Uh, after the game, he came in the locker room, and he said, Mr. Blankenship, I'd like to invite you to visit the University of Kentucky. I'm interested in you coming and play for us. And that had to put him on cloud 58-9. I mean, he that's said, just, I'd be glad to. <laughs> wow, isn't that amazing? Well, he went to the military, served his time. Uh, and he was it was right at the end of World War II, I think, as I understand. So his basketball days basically were over. His military got finished. What did what he do then? What he, just, he decided to do what? Well, he went back. Um, his grandfather was persuading him to go to Louisville. Wanted him to be a doctor? Wanted him to go into yeah. med school. So he did go for a year, and he was very unhappy. And he came back home after a year, and he said, I'm, I'm not happy. It felt like he was meant to be. And he said, I want to go back to U.K., his desire was to be a coach. Now, at that point in time, had he met your mother? They knew each other through friends uh-huh. because he had been engaged to mom's cousin. Oh, really? Which did not work out. Yeah. And they broke up, and then he remembered that friendship. And mom, by the time mom was in going to college, and they rode back together, yeah. you know, back to Lexington, back right. to Elkhorn City a couple of times, and they got to know each other. And, and the rest is history. When, when were they married? 
She was 19. May uh, 26, 1951. So you decided you want to be a coach. And I guess in, in those days, in order to be a coach, you kind of had to go into education, didn't well, you? Well, and I will say this. He had an older uncle that was a professional baseball player mm-hmm. and, and coach uh, and eventually became superintendent in Pike County Schools, Tilden Deskins. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. His Another Deskins, yeah. His, his mother's maiden name was Deskins. Okay. So that's where the Deskins comes in. Most all of our relatives in Pike County are Deskins. And he was a baseball player. Boy, your family was blessed with athletic ability. Of course, I went to school with Scott, your youngest brother, who we're going to get into that in a little bit. But I know he was always very athletic. And I guess Chuck played too, didn't he? And it'd be you two. I mean, weren't you one of I, you? You I played. played. I, so uh, it was it was very athletic going in the whole. I'm not just talking about. You're immediate. Cheer too. You go, yeah, and you cheer. That's athletic. So I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, yeah, let do that. So he gets married to your mom, and somewhere along the line, they end up here. Now, how did that happen? That they would get in Jessamine County. Uh, I think his first coaching job was at Virgie, Kentucky, mm-hmm. which is where Barbara and I were born. Yeah, then he went to Belfry Plate in okay. 55, 56, 57. Then to Madison High School in Richmond mm-hmm. in fifty. Six, I think, right when Chuck was born, went to Richmond, and we were there until um, June, uh, June, July, August of 61. Mm-hmm. We went to Harrodsburg, and he was coach one year, teacher, then principal at Mercer County High School mm-hmm. until 67, and then came to Jessamine County in fall of 67. Now, in 67, I'm trying to think. who Do you remember who would have who would have hired him over here? You, Buddy Adams. Adams. So Buddy was superintendent at, in, that, in that time, and he was hired to come to Jessamine County. Now, uh, by these dates you have given me, that tells me all four of you children were not born here. None no. of you were. None of us. And, and, and let's, since we're talking about that, let's talk about that. Who's the oldest? Kathy. You're the oldest. Me. And Kathy, just so people will know, now you lived here for quite a few years and then went to Frankfurt, correct? Yes, I'm in Frankfurt now. And, and you're retired. Tell us about your family. Uh, one daughter, and she's married, three grandsons. Uh-huh. Um, they live in Stamping Ground. She's a financial officer over at the Christian Academy in Frankfurt. Yeah. Two of the boys are in school there. One baby, a year old, 13 months. And what did you do? Because you're retired, right? I'm retired from state government. Started out at the Department of Libraries and Archives and then to uh, the Revenue Cabinet and retired from there. Went from there to the ER, went uh, went into nursing school in 2009. Uh, Worked at the ER for five and a half years. Got into my third semester of nursing school Mm -hmm. when Daddy fell so ill. Right. Uh, Was in the hospital and eventually passed away a few months later so did not finish nursing school loved it absolutely loved it biggest challenge of my life learned more than i ever thought i'd know i was really hoping to finish because my last semester would have been in december right after daddy passed away and Mm -hmm. i thought it would be so neat to have him kill me yeah because he was one of the reasons i was doing this yeah Yeah. things happen for a reason and but i've learned so much no regrets i I, she's had a baby since then so well and you know you have to go back to something that that you all said about your dad when when the military got him yeah uh, just a higher calling well things happen for a reason the end of this year yeah and i will be 62 in december (laughs) <laughs> and I'm just thankful I'm healthy enough that's to right. be able to do that and enjoy my grandchildren. See, let's talk about Barb. Tell us about what you've been doing in your family. I've uh, worked 12 years at the Thompson Hood Veterans Center. I had eight years at the 
the VA, but I worked with Health Information Management, the old, the new term for Medical Records Administration. Um, I had um, two children. I have a son who will be 33 in November. He is in Yuma, Arizona. Mm-hmm. He works as a drafting engineer mm-hmm. for a company that big jobs with insulation. And then Mandy is um, 31. She is in. She works for Central Baptist with the Neurosurgical Associate Physician Group and is in nursing school. She'll be through in a year and a half, but she'll be have a bachelor in nursing. Good. And then uh, she has one little boy who is four, and he is put new life in me, too. Now, how much older is Kathy than you? Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Either she was anxious to get out or you just kicked her out. So get out uh, of my she way. She held me back. That's so what I, it was. <laughs> she, she's bigger than me a little bit. So she just That's said, funny. I'm ready to go. And, and you just got to have to wait. Yeah. So we have twins that came into the Blankenship family. But then the boys came along. The next one in line is Chuck, correct? Mm, Chuck. And uh, what's, tell us about Chuck. Chuck came in. We were about a little more than two and a half years old, and so Mom used to cry a lot. She had three under the age of three. (laughs) She said, how are we going to feed these kids? Chuck is at Sutherland's. He's been there for uh, years and years and years. Yeah, a long time. He he was um, married to Kathy Hall Blankenship, Mm -hmm. and they have two children. Everybody knows Kiki, mostly as Kiki. She just started a new job teaching. Yes. At East Jessamine High. At East Jessamine. And Billy, they are both married. Kiki's married to Ben Spann, who's mm-hmm. a Jasmine County mm-hmm. family. And Billy is married to Mackenzie. Yeah. Uh, her maiden name is Lane. Her dad is a counselor, I believe, Christian counselor. And then the youngest one kind of took up the military end of the of your yeah, dad's career. And, he, and, and in fact, it probably could have retired three times because he's been in a long time. Scotty, I guess he goes by Scott. I've always, I guess Scotty's what he'll always be to me uh, because we played ball together back years ago. He's in the military. How long has he been in? Well, he retired officially at, from the Marine Corps a little bit more than two years ago yeah. uh, at Paris Island after mm-hmm. 28 years. 28 years mm-hmm. in the Marines. Mm-hmm. Man. He's back in more or less a civilian position. But he's in California, yeah. is that right? Uh-huh. Yeah. San Diego. Wow. Communication. Well, good for him. Yeah. We appreciate his he service. At the, at the Marine Depot, and what where they're the training base yeah. there in San Diego. So they got four kids, and he's at Jessamine County High. Is that correct? Was he hired as principal? Yes. At Justin County, and how long was he there? He was at the high school until 1981, mm-hmm. and then I think he went to the Board of Education for two years and retired uh, officially from the Justin County Board of Education in 1983. I can remember, you know, you know, things of course change drastically from decade to decade. Well, nowadays from day to day, but the things that that I can remember from Justin County High that you would not dare see now. And I think one of those is is I don't know that I will ever not think about your dad, that I didn't see him standing there with that pipe mm-hmm. in the halls. And I will say one thing about him. Luckily, I never ran into any trouble with Mr. B. He was allowed to paddle. He was allowed to paddle. And I know some people who received that. Mm-hmm. But... He was kind and he was gentle. He was uh, he was stern. He got his point fair. across, but he was fair. I have a story on yeah. that paddling. I do want to insert one other thing during his career at the high school. He did serve three years on the board of the Kentucky High School Athletic Association. Oh yeah, and was president for four years. Four years from seventy eight to eighty. Really, I didn't know he was involved with that. He was, and he was chairman of the board yeah. one year. Yes, and the other story I wanted to tell: George Mallory, bless his soul. I don't know if you remember George or not. Um, 
at that time, girls were wearing dresses. Boys wore their shirt tails in. It's the end of the semester. In the chorus room, we had all done our spring concert and everything. Evidently, George, Daddy had already caught George twice with his shirt tail out <laughs> and warned him that the next time he saw him, he would receive the end of the paddle. And sure enough, in the music room, uh, Margaret Holman was mm-hmm. our chorus leader. Mm-hmm. George Hunter, Jim Coke, a bunch of those guys back in the back. And Daddy walks into the door, and George is laying there with the shirt tail out. He said, George, what did I tell you would happen if I saw you again with that shirt tail out? And he said, we'll go to the office. So, And he said, finally in the office, he said, George, you know, I like you so much. I'm going to let you choose which hand you want me to paddle you with. <laughs> George said, I'll take the left hand. And Daddy liked George, you right, know. George right. was a big fun kid. Right. And so I whopped him three times with the left hand, and then he told him he thought it was only fair to tell him he was ambidextrous, and oh. he always paddled with the left hand. <laughs> wow. How was it growing up? I often wondered about this. How was it for you guys? I mean, you're at a high school. Your dad is your principal. I and, think he enjoyed it. I, I, I think after Scotty graduated, he really didn't enjoy the high school as much. He enjoyed having us out because there. Because you were there. Yeah. And I, it was not a problem for me. Yeah. I th- it might have been a problem for others around us, yeah. but it didn't bother me. Did you ever feel... And I know him, I think, well enough to know the answer to this question. Did, did, you, did, he ever, did you ever feel like you were preferred? <laughs> no, never. Did, did you feel like he was harder? Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Well, I, I mean, Higher growing up, I always got that if I got paddled at school, I got paddled at home. Well, yeah. And, and I that never too. happened, fortunately. Yeah, I would have too. But, um, but Mom was the disciplinarian. I mean, I was much more afraid of my mother yeah. disciplining me than my dad. I'll have to say that. But uh, I, we just never wanted to disappoint. Mm-hmm. Never. He called me to the office one time when I, he said uh, a teacher said I disrupted her class because I came to the door and I wanted to tell somebody something. And it was the end of the year. A lot was going on. And um, on my lunch break, it, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't, I wasn't in class, so, but I had something I thought was real important to tell somebody. Yeah. And, I knocked on the door and asked to speak to somebody for a moment. And after her class, she went and told my dad I disrupted her class to call someone to the door. (laughs) And he paged me overhead to report to his office immediately. And you knew. And I could tell by the tone of his voice he wasn't happy. (laughs) Did that conversation end at school or did it go on at home? He didn't mention it to mom. Yeah. But... It was pretty much dropped after that. I got the most of it right there. Well, well, that's an interesting point there, too, is when he came home, school was over, and you all are at the house, and he walks in. What, was it just Zeb the dad from then on that night? Or was, I mean, the, it just he kept yeah. it completely clean. Well, there was a lot separation. of school activities still. You know, yeah. we would have to go back for ball games, or we'd have mm-hmm. to go back for, he would have to go back for, you know, music things going on, or uh, sometimes not so much for practices, you know, by the athletics mm-hmm. programs, but there was banquets for future farmers yeah. and, the, and all that, um, things like that, um, the athletic banquet. So he had things, and there was some things mom, you know, would help him with, still assist him. And then in the summertime, he was still working because you didn't have computers. He had to do schedules by hand. Oh, wow. I hadn't thought he, about that. He oh, my had gosh. people... 
you know, at the end of the year, I think it was depends on what category of career you were going mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. at the end, like your college. If you were college oriented, you had to take certain classes. Mm-hmm. And if you were going into, well, just various other things, secretarial, agriculture, agriculture yeah. you had certain classes you had to take, but then you had to meet state credit regulations. So much English, so much math, so much history. So he and had to keep track of the well. They all at the school had to keep track so of. So he had stuff. separate piles for separate things. Wow. For homerooms, he'd pretty much get the whole stack, and he'd divide it out between a number of homeroom teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, and he mm-hmm. kind of shared. He'd take one here, one here, one here. You know, just kind of. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was balanced. It was no favoritism shown. He, right. you know, he didn't know who everybody. But we helped him. I think our senior year, just do individual cards for people to mm-hmm. write out their schedules mm-hmm. to get to them first day of school. Mm-hmm. A lot of work that you don't think about now. Still a lot of work. It's just a little bit easier with technology sometimes. Did he ever say what he enjoyed the most about his career? The kids. He just just being kids. around the kids. Yeah. He felt like it was a calling for him. He knew and wanted to work with kids. Well, you may have remembered Steve Deskins, who mm-hmm. was... Oh, yeah. That was Ted's oldest son. Yeah. And Daddy sort of recruited him mm-hmm. because he had been a successful coach. He'd been had a successful college career in coaching already. He had started in Pike County. Mm-hmm. But Steve was leaving that senior year of Scott's, and he had asked, you know, Mr. Adams if he could coach mm-hmm. that's the boys that year and um rather than go through you know he knew basketball right like, you know he couldn't he just just a whole lot left to learn yeah. in his mind i i have a question here that i like to ask everybody in our programs one word to describe your dad what would it be loyal trustworthy faithful yeah. driven he he had high expectations and high standards he expected that if you, if as long as you're capable, yeah, you didn't have a mental handicap. You you strived to and to was, do your best. I was thinking too. Once he became on the RECC board, and some of his campaigning, he would run into some of those parents and some of those kids that he had had in high school, mm-hmm. and some of those kids he had disciplined mm-hmm. along the way, and some of those parents who had fussed about that discipline came back and thanked him. Yeah, for for his attention and his care because that discipline meant towing the line right. and learning from right. it. And I've had many people tell me, I don't know how many times I've been stopped to tell, but people would want to tell me stories of encounters with mm-hmm. him and how mm-hmm. that he would give them a second chance and how fair he would be and to encourage them. He was encouraging. He says, you can do better. Yeah, You can do better if you just, you know, you can't be lazy. You know, I've I've had several programs in the span of this this whole run that isn't it isn't it cool that people after all these years you know he he left Jessamine County High in 81 after all these years the stories they still remember about him and isn't it neat when that happens when somebody comes up to you and says hey I you know I thought this about him what do you think he'd think what do you what do you think he'd say now he's only been, what three years he's been gone is that right Almost, yeah. So he kind of has been around to see the the current education Mm -hmm. program. But I can't help but think that sometimes, in some ways, the way they did it was the better way. Well, I think it disappoints him that there's no means of disciplining. Yeah. There's just uh, chaos a lot of times. And the kids that think they can get by with it and do, Mm -hmm. now they have, what, like, 
in study halls. That study hall is now just for kids who have to be disciplined yeah. in school, and yeah. they don't care. Yeah, At that it's, point, it's they don't different. care. So. And a lot of that is not our teachers' faults either. No, it's state regulations no. yeah. and federal regulations yeah. and things Absolutely. like that. So it's it's a whole lot different than it used to be. Now, and, and real quickly, or not to sell your mother short at all, because we really haven't talked about Nell too much, but give us a word about Nell. A lot of people knew her, too. Now, she retired. Didn't she retire from state government she also? Mm-hmm. Give us one word to describe your mom. She was a great helpmate, mm-hmm. supporter, family supporter. But yeah, she had her family was full, of in, full of integrity. She was real. I mean, you got what you saw. And you have to be... To be married to someone like him, not him. I'm talking about someone in that position with all that he had to do as principal. You mentioned going to all these banquets and sports mm-hmm. events and things. You better have a good support group at home. You better have a wife she that can take care, care of things she at home. She took care of things he, at home. Yeah. He always would. he tell me many times, she's she's the smartest person I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a couple other people have said that, too. She was organized. I, it was amazing to me. She, I, I followed in her footsteps in my career, and she was a state president mm-hmm. for the Kentucky Health Information Management Association. She just gave it her, her best shot in everything yeah. she did. And, and she, it was great for him. And all that he did, a lot of his success, I'm sure, would have to be credited to her. Now, our last in our few minutes, we you mentioned RECC, and we do want to mention that. He was on the board of directors for a long time of the of Bluegrass RECC, and after he retired, and I'm sure that kept him very, very busy. You know, I think the thing that we take away from this is a lot of people, and I have found in this program and through the Facebook page, it's amazing how people remember things, and it's the memories that they have that, that, that is good because it sets the tone for the future. But the reason we do this program is we want to recognize those people that contributed to our community and got us where we are today. And all the years he was at Jessamine County High, how many people graduated from that high school? Mm-hmm. A lot. <laughs> and I would dare say that the majority of them, if you were to ask, would have nothing but high marks for Zeb Blankenship. At least the ones I talk to are, and you all should be very proud of that. Well, I would say, even at the funeral, the visitation, mm-hmm. there were people lined up in bad weather, cold mm-hmm. and rainy weather, mm-hmm. for a number of hours, and we appreciated that. Sure. I mean, we're thankful for he that. He had Mercer County and Pike County people come. Yeah. Guys had played basketball for him. Madison County. Teachers that had, had worked with him. Major impact on yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. People that you all will never know. Yeah. And it just goes to show you that things you do today can have a big impact 40 years down the road. You may not know about it, mm-hmm. but it can. Well, I appreciate you all coming today. Our time is up. We could probably talk all day about Zeb and Nell, but good people and uh, good family, and we appreciate you all sharing your memories with us. Thanks. Thank you. I want to thank Kathy and Barbara for coming in today and talking about their family, mainly their dad, Mr. B, influenced a lot of people at Jessamine County High School. This is called All Things Jessamine. We do it every Saturday morning at 11. Have a great amount of fun doing it. Hope you enjoy listening to it. We'll do it again next week also, right here on Jess FM 105.9.